In the time of Jim Crow laws and segregation, wise women and men of color came from the East Coast, mostly, asking, in this Christian nation, where is this child-born king? Where is Christ? Where is this light of God with us? For we observed his star rising. Dr. King once noted, only when it is dark can you see the stars. So when the Magi followed this star, it must have been dark. And I don't mean just physically. The story of Epiphany, the story of the wise men or the Magi, begins, as we're told, in the time of King Herod. Do you feel the power and controversy of this opening line? Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. Who's Herod? We're thousands of miles and thousands of years removed from Herod. But if we say in the time when Donald Trump was president, or in the time when Joe Biden was president, now do you feel it? Do you feel anything sort of stirring in your gut? Is your mind wandering off to, to an argument you've recently had with a family member or a friend or, a, or something you saw online that irritated you? Do you feel it? I'm guessing none of us have recently had a heated argument about Herod and his politics. Anyone? Wait, who's Herod? (laughs) But we have a lot to say about what's happening today, don't we? King Herod was a powerful, powerful and divisive political leader who, who within the larger biblical story fit really well into the mold of supervillain. And when we think about supervillains throughout the Bible, we, we begin to think about Pharaoh who enslaved God's people for hundreds of years in Egypt. We think of Nebuchadnezzar who, who violently ripped God's people away from their homes and, and exiled them in Babylon. So under Herod, the people felt like they were reliving those stories, the stories of enslavement in Egypt, the stories of exile in Babylon. They felt like they were exiled, only they were, were this time not in a foreign country, but in their own home, oppressed in their own land or exiles in their own land. So when Jesus' birth is described as a light shining into the darkness, the darkness that is most obvious in that time and place was the oppressive reality of life under Herod and his politics. So fast forward 2,000 years, and Dr. King is standing on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., where he gives his most famous speech. Have you heard of it? And he begins talking about a significant moment of light in our American history. The signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, he says, came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of slaves. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. It was dark, really dark, but the light was now rising. It's like Christmas where the light of God is, is with us and, and, it, and that light is shining into the darkness. But after Christmas, 
This season of epiphany that we're in right now is asking us, well, well, now what? Now that we have this light, what are you going to do with it? Will the light of God with us help us to see more clearly and more honestly? Or will we choose to close our eyes? And so Dr. King doesn't dwell too long on on the Emancipation Proclamation, as important as that was. Instead, he looks at what our nation did with that light. 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, he says, the black person is still not free. 100 years later, the life of the black person is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years The black person lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of prosperity. 100 years. The black person is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself, now listen carefully, finds himself in exile in his own land. Do do you hear that? Dr. King is placing the suffering of the black community in 1963 metaphorically and theologically in the time of King Herod. The civil rights leader is a pastor who is looking at the social and political realities of his his time through the lens of the biblical story, through the lens of his faith. He can't see the reality of life apart from that. We had this great light. We had this great opportunity. And what did we do with it? We chose to close our eyes for 100 years. And the ramifications of that choice are with us today. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born, after this light came into the world, wise men or magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star rising and have come to honor him. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened. He was afraid. And then jumping down to verse 13. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph to Jesus' family in dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and younger. After the Emancipation Proclamation came Jim Crow laws and segregation. After the Birmingham demonstrations that helped set the path for the Civil Rights Act of 1964, white supremacists bombed the 16th Street Baptist Church killing four black girls, injuring 20 more. The darkness was fighting back. 
but even more subtly and perhaps more dangerously, the response of white Americans who were on the side of the civil rights movement started to push back too, expressing the sentiment of almost 70% of white American voters in 1963, the, the Saturday Evening Post wrote that voters are not against a better life for the black person. They're in favor of it. But they are strongly against this being achieved at the cost of white tranquility. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, I mean, of course we can believe that. Fast forward another 60 years and the murder of George Floyd shines a light onto the suffering of the black community once again in America. The Black Lives Matter movement is inspiring a new awareness. Books about, about black history and anti-racism are at the top of the New York Times bestseller list and people are paying attention. At least the people who hadn't been paying attention, people like me. But less than a year later, diversity training is being banned and the study of racism in our society is under attack and being legislated against. On September 20th, Fox News, Fox News reported, so I mean, you know that my source is, is correct here. Fox News reported that a school board in Pennsylvania had banned 200 books from their curriculum and from their schools, all of them written by people of color. In response to complaints by, by parents who thought that the books were, were divisive, echoing um, many conversations that are happening around our country right now with, with a lot of white parents concerned that talk about racism is going to make their kids feel, what, uncomfortable. One of those banned books was a children's book titled, I Am Martin Luther King Jr. We're in a new epiphany moment in our history where we have the opportunity, we have the opportunity to see more clearly and more honestly. But we, we can't be naive. The darkness will fight back. And I know that for me at least, there have already been many moments where I just wanted to close my eyes. I honestly would rather show up here and preach a sermon that just says God loves you and that God is with you because I know that nobody is going to be upset by that. I would rather close my eyes. It's one thing to look at the Bible and say, obviously, I would have been on Jesus' side 2,000 years ago. It's one thing to look back at the civil rights movement and say, obviously, I would have been on Dr. King's side. I can say that because I wasn't alive then. It's something completely different to see how these stories are playing out right in front of us, right here, right now in our world. It's way more complicated and way more difficult and it's way more risky. <laughs> our tranquility is on the line, you might say. But there's so much more on the line. Epiphany happens every year 
on January 6th. It's not a holiday that we really focus on. I mean, we get to Christmas, and then after that, it's just sort of, sort of clear sailing. And whether we, but whether we like it or not, from here on out, the story of Herod, the story of the Magi, the story of Jesus as a child, and the story of the star will share its day and season with the anniversary of the attack on the U.S. Capitol. You realize that, right? January 6th. Every year, we'll celebrate Epiphany, and we'll remember that day. A violent movement of darkness pushing back against the light that is revealing something that we just don't want to see. The darkness was violent and it was deadly. The darkness was waving American and Confederate flags. The darkness came with signs quoting the Bible and saying that God was on their side. Herod said to the, to the Magi, I want to honor him too. Tell me where Jesus is so that I can honor him too. And what he meant by that is I want to kill him. Now, did, did you know that, that Dr. King never intended to talk about his dream? His most famous speech, he, he never intended to talk about his dream. As he was preaching, he he, more like a good Presbyterian, was following his manuscript. Half of his sermon, he followed his manuscript. But, but at, a, at, a, at a point, right in the middle of the sermon, um, gospel singer um, Mahalia Jackson, I don't know how many of you know her or, or, or remember her, she yells out to Dr. King, tell him the dream, Martin. Tell him about the dream. You see, <laughs> Dr. King wasn't a Presbyterian. He was a black Baptist preacher, and so he, he put his manuscript aside and he preached one of the most famous sermons you've ever, ever heard. And he said, let us not wallow in the valley of despair. Even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. And the rest is History. Joseph had a dream too, a dream that sent Jesus and his family onto a new path, a path shared by all of those who were oppressed and were exiled. Jesus, as a child, became an exile and a refugee in a time when so many people in that time and place felt like they were exiles in their own land, Jesus became an exile too forced to flee to Egypt for his own safety. So following Jesus on that same path, Dr. King's dream calls us to join with those who are hurting and oppressed. It's the same gospel, it's the same path to travel together from the dark, desolate valley of segregation and racism to the path, to the sunlit path of racial justice. That is where, if we're looking for Jesus, we will find him. That is where, if we're looking for some light, we will find the light of God with us, with those who are hurting, with those who are oppressed. But we have a light. There is a light shining upon a path that is leading us toward God and towards justice. 
The question is just whether or not we want to see clearly. Whether we want to see more honestly. Or if we would just rather close our eyes. Please pray with me. Gracious God, help us to be honest about what we want and what we are afraid of. We pray that you would open our eyes and that you would be with us or without us about the work of saving your people, of rescuing your world, of liberating us from the darkness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.